Hey, how's it going, everyone? Thanks for joining me on a new episode of Best and Worst Track of the Week on the Music Reviewer Podcast. My name is Josh, and uh, today is going to be covering uh, the week of October 17th. If you're new to Best and Worst Track of the Week, all Best and Worst Track of the Week is is me taking the new entries into this week's Billboard Hot 100, rating them all with a letter grade, and picking one that's the worst, and picking one that's the best. That's all it is. So, yeah, thanks for joining me this week. Uh, this is going to be a pretty good episode in terms of like material uh most of the stuff i did <laughs> genuinely enjoy uh, i guess putting my thoughts on but before we get started i just want to let everyone know a new episode of the album review series is up episode 34 covered uh savage mode by uh 21 savage in metro Boomin. uh apologize savage mode 2 uh and yeah that was a pretty cool album this that album actually relates directly to this episode because this week's an album bomb but yeah uh, that and also the one before that was over the latest deftone albums uh deftones album ohms if you haven't checked that album or review out go ahead and do that if you want to but yeah let's go ahead and get started on this week um like i said earlier this week is an album bomb so uh, i kind of had to get creative here because i kind of was on the fence of reviewing 21 Savages Savage Mode 2, uh, but this kind of just solidified that I'd be covering it. So, uh, this technically is like this show's fourth album bomb. The first one was, I believe, Pop Smoke's album. Second one, I think, was Juice World's album. Uh, and then the third one was Taylor Swift's, which um, that one kind of worked out in my favor because uh, I had already covered the Taylor Swift album. And on that episode, basically, I reviewed everything that I didn't thoroughly cover on the album review. So basically, that's what I'm going to be doing. If you're wanting a more thorough uh, review of Savage Mode 2, uh, I'd suggest go ahead and listen to that episode. Uh, this episode, I will be covering the whole album again. But basically, if I covered the, the track thoroughly on the album review, I'll just be basically giving you maybe like a couple thoughts and the letter grade. So yeah, aside from the album bomb though, um, in regards to what came in to the Hot 100, uh, a lot of movement this week, uh, probably one of the more dynamic weeks I've seen overall, and also a lot of different artists too, so a lot of variety. Uh, and just starting from a brief, I guess, overview of the charts, there's a new number one this week. Um, I've been avoiding covering this track because this track got worst track of the week on one of the first episodes and I I slowly saw it creeping and I, I just kind of wanted to avoid it but it's kind of here now at number one Jason Derulo and Josh 685's um, Savage Love uh, and this got to the top mainly because of a BTS remix that dropped so the BTS strategy definitely worked um, I don't think this will stay though at number one, but it's definitely going to stick around for a while in the chart overall. Another interesting note, WAP is still down to number three. It stayed at number three last week too, or since last week. So I'm just wondering if the momentum's pretty much died down, which I think it's about time. Uh, the track is a few, a couple months old now by this point. Um, and then last week's number one dropped down to number 25, Travis Scott's uh, franchise featuring Young Thug and M.I.A. Honestly, that's not that bad. I kind of thought it would drop down more, but I'm kind of curious to see how it plays out, if it resurges or if it just ends up dying. Uh, and then also, um, probably one of the cooler things I've seen happen in a while, Dreams by Fleetwood Mac uh, re-entered at 21, all because of a TikTok by some random middle-aged guy. 
Uh, <laughs> they, I guess the Ocean Spray and Fleetwood Mac are forever in debt to, uh, for giving them free marketing and uh, making an inter- everlasting impression on their, uh, their brand <laughs> to the youth of uh, the United States and the world by now. Um, so yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, I wonder if dreams can hold out for another week or two. And then some other, I guess, overall things going on. AJR, uh, their track Bang, finally lost a bit of momentum. It went down to 35 this week. Don't really know what that means for the track. Uh, like I've been saying on f- previous weeks, I don't really care for the song, but it's just interesting that AJR got this high. And then also one of our other worst tracks of the week, um, our first one, I think, One Beer by Hardy, held out to 52 this week, which was its rating last week. Uh, despite everything, literally everything else dropping down this week, uh, which that's another note. Basically, if you look at the chart, like I guess maybe 93% of it dropped. Um, and I think that's maybe a sign of a shift to come overall. I think a lot of the summer hits are dying like, so naturally that is occurring. And then also our best and worst track of the week from last week, the tracks by Carol G and Nico Moon. They fell off the chart completely and not surprised here, especially because of the album bomb. And also just about all the new entries from last week dropped out too. But anyways, let's get into the meat of this. Uh, <clears throat> the first track we're covering, Said and Done by 21 Savage and Metro Boomin. Uh, this is the closing track off the album, um, Savage Mode 2. Uh, I thought this track was decent. Um, it has a crystally 80 sounding keyboard melody that structures the track and gives it a very overall bright color. The track feels very light- lighthearted, uh, much more so than anywhere else on the album. And there's a decent hook on here with some melodic nature to it. And it's a nice change of character from the rest of the album. Maybe some Kanye West sensibility thrown in too with this sample of a woman wailing in the background um it's a sensitive track overall and and then you get some morgan freeman spoken word all throughout the track uh this track didn't quite hit as good as like some of the bangers so i give this track a c plus the next track was number 80 came in at number 84 years go by by bryson tiller honestly i have know very little and have done very little Bryson Tiller listening. Uh, he is the R&B artist from Kentucky, I believe. That's kind of just been in and out of the, you know, R&B scene uh, for almost a decade now, or maybe a little bit less than that. Uh, this track overall was okay. Uh, this is one of two songs, or actually three songs that came in this week. Uh, there's a very uh, synthy nature to this track on the instrumental, giving it a sort of floating and ambient atmosphere and texture. The track has like some Chris Brown sensibility overall, especially in the vocal performance. And towards the middle of the track, Tiller's delivery becomes more active and the flow is more interesting. So the development of the track does kind of progress positively. It's not bad, um, even though I'm not an active listener to him. I don't know really how this holds up to the rest of his discography, but I gave it a B-. minus. Always and Forever was the next track by Bryson Tiller. Um... This track seems a little moodier, more down tempo. He appears to be from like this school of higher vocal range R&B artists, kind of like Lloyd. Um, and there's some like in- interesting synth textures going on that embellish the track. Again, some more Chris Brown influence. 
Um, the one thing I'd say that I noticed about Tiller's voice, his vibrato really needs to be, I guess, looked at. Um, it it kind of makes him sound like a sheep buying or buying whatever they, they do, the whatever a sheep does. It's a very shaky vibrato that is very distracting to an otherwise, I guess, decent vocal performance. But I gave the track a B. The next track was off uh, 21 Savage and Metro Boomin's uh, Savage Mode 2, 76, R.I.P. Love. This was a track that I thoroughly covered. I gave it a B plus. It's one of the better tracks off the album. Go ahead and check that uh, that track out. Stepping on Inwards came in at 74, same album by 21 Savage and Metro Boomin. Covered it as well. Uh, I gave it a B. Kind of gave me like a gorilla's nature and vibe to it. The next track was came in at 73, Levitating, featuring DaBaby uh, by Dua Lipa. I guess this is a re-release remix that came off of Dua Lipa's earlier album um, that released this year. And honestly, this is a cool track. I've been wanting to have the opportunity to cover more Dua Lipa. Um, she, everything that I've covered so far, I think has been received somewhat positively. Um, but yeah, this track, um, has a very typical Dua Lipa bass centric, funky dance groove to this. There's a scratchy and clean guitar riff that the track that fits into the track quite well. And the most surprising thing about this is the baby fits in super well onto this track, uh, especially for it not being anywhere near a trap beat and his flow is exciting it's energetic overall um the track has like this 2000s nature to it kind of like maybe some early robin thick that kind of thing it's fun i thought it was good i gave it a b plus the next track was also off savage mode 2 uh no op left behind the track kind of has like this active drum track with like some very syncopated rhythmic ideas lots of color full synths thrown all throughout the track that continue to give this track like some ethereal moments that show up kind of like on other moments on the album. Uh, the track goes for like this more somber mood, especially with like these string melodies thrown in and there's a lot of gang banging subject matter, which should be to no surprise. Uh, and I give it a B. <clears throat> Next track was also off Savage Mode 2, Snitches and Rats featuring Young Nudie. Um, I honestly thought this track uh, didn't hit as hard as I was expecting, especially with the uh, vo the spoken word interlude thrown in by Morgan Freeman before the track hit off. Uh, but overall, the track is very active in the drum track. Lots of fills going on, uh, not just like straightforward rhythmic patterns. The track is a bit weaker on the hook than others on the album, I'd say. Young Nudie sounds like Gucci Man on here, although I'm not too familiar with his style. Um, and he doesn't seem to really deliver at the same level of the other features that came from Drake and Young Thug. Uh, and the, the instrumental overall is just very loopy. It doesn't really provide that much of an interesting palette like I saw in others' tracks. Um, and then 21 is more straightforward on here, uh, as expected. Um, kind of just sounding like any other trap rapper. I give this track a C. Next track was another pretty interesting one. It came in at 59, Love Sick Girls by Blackpink, the K-pop band. I think this is their second track I've covered. Um, a lot better. I liked it a lot better than the last one that featured Selena Gomez titled Ice Cream. This track has 
uh, a very up tempo and dancey feel to it. It's structured around these guitar textures that uh, are obviously obviously centered around like some EDM sensibility. Uh, really anthemic chorus going on here reminds me of like the club boom of the 2010s pop music. Or also like some maybe 2010s indie pop, kind of like Iconopop, if you remember that group. Uh, honestly, this has some serious hit potential to it. Uh, I'm curious to see how it's received because it's honestly not bad and it, it could, I could see it getting somewhat bigger. So I give it a B. Brand new Draco by 21 Savage and Metro Boomin came in at 57, covered it on the album review. Um, I thought this was a pretty, Interesting track. Uh, 21 Savage features a gives a decent hook on here. I gave it a B. Next track was also off Savage Mode 2, My Dog. This track has some hard knock, thug life subject matter to it. It kind of has more of a stereotyp stereotypically used trap piano instrumentation here. Like, that's kind of trendy right now. And there's also some auto-tune that's featured at times, Travis Scott-esque almost. And the track transitions and develops to a somehow even more prominent piano track past a certain point in the track, where it sounds like it's a lot in a lot higher register for some reason, and then it tries to go for like a dramatic and emotional instrumental moment towards the end of the track. I wasn't quite sold on that. And the track can feel a little undragged out and maybe underdeveloped, so I give it a C. Next track was the third Bryson Tiller one, Out of Time, featuring Drake. Came in at 48. This track has like a chipmunk usage instrumental thing going on. But I like how we get Drake singing here. It honestly sounds like a Drake song. Uh, he has the most impactful part on here. Uh, there's some dry sounding percussion that is fits in quite well in the context. And the transition to Tiller... Tiller's part is really what's bad here. Um, it's poorly timed, and he just doesn't sound as good as Drake. He sounds like the feature, almost. And his voice isn't as prominent. His tone sounds weak and a little processed, so I give it a C. Here, uh, the next track was A Curveball Out of Nowhere. The track was titled Fallen by Why Don't We at 37. If you're not familiar with Why Don't Me, or Why Don't We, don't really feel bad. They are a boy band that's been at it for a few years. They just have not been able to break through. And I can kind of see why on this track. Um, this track just seems like it's trying to rip off Five Seconds of Summer so bad. Um, there's falsetto parts on here that sound really forced, and they're not too flattering on several points in the track. The percussive parts at times sound like they are trying to make the instrumental sound more interesting than it actually is, and it just kind of gets in the way of everything. And there's gang vocal moments that aren't as big as they should sound. There are gang vocal moments here that just don't sound as big as they should have. And there's also this climatic part in the track that the track kind of just builds up to. And it just doesn't really sell me when we get to that part. And I'm just kind of not sold on what they're trying to do as the track builds up to this climatic part. Um, where the track just kind of builds up to. It's just a little more, I, a, a lot of the same of what's been going on. Uh, it's a sad state for boy bands if this is where we're at. Um, and also the vocals are a little reverb soaked um, for some reason. I give it a D. Uh, many Men 
off of Savage Mode 2, dug the track. I covered it thoroughly on the album review. Kind of a humorous track in a sense. I give it a B. Slide In was the next track at 32 off of Savage Mode 2. Um, this one features a more traditional trap beat. Some tasteful synth chords are used here um, that color the track nicely. It definitely has a banger feel to it. The hook features some bad singing, but it actually fits well to the context of the track, so it's not really a problem. The subject matter, again, is very root, much rooted in the gangster rap style, and it just doesn't really hold back on describing that sort of thing. The It's not soft, um, and I'd say that that's something the album has going for it. Uh, and then there's, there's also some nice melodic material thrown in the instrumental as the track develops, so I give it a B. Don't Stop featuring Young Thug, Megan the Stallion at 26. Uh, I thought this was a fun track. Uh, pretty cool video um, as well if you haven't seen it. Um, there's a bit of like industrial aesthetics on this instrumental. It's kind of structured around this sour and metallic synth that's going on in the instrumental. And Megan's flow is really good here. The track also features some Jumi keys thrown in as well. And Young Thug fits in decently. He doesn't do too much, but he doesn't really stand out as much as Megan the Stallion. She dominates the track, but I think that's kind of the point. And it's not bad. The video, like I said, the video is pretty cool. If you haven't seen it, check out that video. Next track was off Savage Mode 2, one of the better tracks I thought too, Glock, on, Glock in My Lap, 19, covered it thoroughly, um, some ethereal moments again on here, uh, some Space Ghost perp influence, I give it a B. The next track was Right Now by uh, 21 Savage featuring Drake, Savage Mode 2 at number 10. This was another very solid track, I covered it thoroughly, um, the singing on here where that features Drake and uh, 21 Savage you think wouldn't be pulled off well, but it actually is pretty nice. Um, I give it a B plus. The next track was uh, Runnin' uh, by uh, 21 Savage Metro Rubin. Uh, I thought this was, I think this was the opening track. I like this track and at least it uses these piano chords tastefully opening up the track. Unlike how many trap artists are lazily using the instrument in their material these days. Uh, each chord hit kind of just makes sense and creates like this haunting mood to the track. And there's an overall dark aesthetic to this. And overall the instrumental is a loop. It's pretty minimalist, I think, but it accompanies 21 quite well. It's a pretty standard 21 Savage track. I give it a B. And we are to that point in the episode where I cover the best and worst track of the week now. Um, starting at the worst track of the week, so we leave off on a positive note. Worst track of the week this week went to Wonder by Shawn Mendes. Um, I've been wanting to actually cover something by him, and I'm kind of just a little disappointed that this is what we got. Uh, sometimes I think he's maybe given a little bit too much criticism. I think he's very talented in his own regard. He seems to be a, a decent instrumentalist as well. Um, but anyways, this track has a bit of a serene opening where there's like some space and anticipation for what's to come. However, once it transitions, we get to like this very messy and overblown synth heavy sounding per production, especially on what I believe is the chorus. There's this very distracting angelic choir thing that doesn't really serve the track well at all. 
uh, like I think it's supposed to. And it the track also goes for like this stereotypical and grandiose gospel ending. Um, the track is short as well, so it's trying to build up all to that in a matter of like I think a couple minutes. And uh, yeah, the the development of the track overall just feels very formulaic. Uh, it seems to appeal for some emotional catharsis that just does not hit. Um, yeah, worst track of the week this week. And then best track of the week, um, I kind of struggled choosing between this and several other tracks on the Savage Mode album, and then also maybe that Dua Lipa track. Um, Rich N-Word Shit featuring Young Thug was best track of the week. This track just impressed me overall to the production, to the performances here. We get a return to like this ethereal instrumentation. There's a fat bass line that is just laid down here and it just gives the track so much character. And I love the moments when 21 Savage leaves space at the end of his lines. It really helps bring out the character of the instrumental and it kind of shows he understands how to use the beat to his advantage. And unlike some rappers that won't even use like many smart rhythmic ideas in their flow, um, that's an overall, I guess, quality of 21 Savage that is really demonstrated on this track. And then Young Thug sounds as expected here. His high register crooning gives the track like some more character. There's this really interesting violin sample here that just sounds really nice and it adds to the overall color of the track. And it's, it's yeah, it was just a solid track. Um, it made me enjoy the album even more. So yeah, best track of the week goes to 21 Savage and Metro Boomin. If you stuck around to this part of the episode, thanks for listening to it in its entirety. If you're enjoying Best and Worst Track of the Week or the Music Reviewer, thanks for listening as well. However you're listening, streaming it on Spotify, TuneIn, Overcast, uh, Pocket Cast, whatever you're using, or YouTube. I also upload to YouTube if you want to leave some feedback there or like and subscribe. Go ahead. But yeah, have a great week. Stay safe. I'll see you all later.